0: Back And we just finished watching Hearts Beat Loud from 2018, starring Nick Offerman and Kiersey Clemons. It's the story about a father who is in the middle of kind of a huge change in his life. His daughter is going off to college. He's on the brink his of losing. Sam. His daughter, Sam, is about to go to college on the other side of the country, and he's about to lose his business. Nick Offerman does a really, really stellar job of conveying this man who's kind of at a crossroads, but at the same time seems to take joy. That was one thing that was interesting. Um, Spoilers for people that haven't seen it. His wife was killed in a bicycle, was a bicyclist. and. cyclist sorry that's right cyclist and i guess was killed yeah um which is not by the bike (laughs) but she was killed on her bike i suppose yeah yes uh which is revealed in part of the movie (laughs) and yet he still perseveres which i think was another nice thing about his character uh he was my favorite character i think in the movie
1: yeah i, I agree it was yeah. it was it was interesting seeing ron swanson yes in a, a completely different type of role role
0: very nuanced very layered very vulnerable which is something that ron swanson is not, is not yes.
1: <laughs> and uh yeah i mean he did i think he did a a great job it was interesting seeing the the problems that he had when you think i guess for me I I could sort of identify with it a little bit because uh, at some point these girls are going to leave. Yes. And uh, I would like to have something that we both love, to have that sort of thing together. And I could see how it would be immensely painful to basically have to let go of that. And uh, he seemed to the Ron. Uh, I was gonna say Ron Swanson's character, <laughs> Nick Offerman's character, Frank, Frank, Frank Fisher. Uh, he definitely had that with his daughter, but you could see she was growing up and moving away from that. I think she's childish. they have. It wasn't really childish. childish. It was just the the her the daughter. Had she had dreams beyond music? The, right. They, the 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 whole family shared this intense passion for music.
0: Even the grandmother played it, played lovelyly by, like Tanner. Yeah. Is that even a word? Lovelyly. <laughs> <laughs> it is late. Yeah. Um, Tongue tied. Whoa.
1: <laughs> but they all had they all shared this this love of music, and he passed that on to his daughter, and you could see that she she still had it in her it was just it was to the point where she even during the day she would she she would just songwrite poems and 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 whatnot and uh but she you could see she was driven to something else as well Uh, a more i guess i guess a more practical this is true too a more practical career she wanted to become a doctor and go to medical school at uh, across the country in ucla this this story takes place in, in red hook brooklyn
0: another nice thing about the movie i think was that the fact that you get to see parts of brooklyn again yeah
1: which i miss yes yes yeah. it's
0: always i think we've mentioned this before is, as brooklyn born people it's always nice to see our hometown our home state or hometown represented in the movies and Red Hook is way lovelier in 2018 than it was in <laughs> the 70s we and 80s yeah. when we were growing up. So, it's a completely different locale, if you will.
1: Yeah, he must have been living there for a long time cuz there's no way on God's green earth that he could afford that a massive afford apartment. that beautiful big apartment and uh, while well, his his job is running a record store <laughs> that nobody goes into, into, and he basically doesn't seem too interested in selling anything either. <laughs> so yeah, little fantasy there.
0: Gee, what was your favorite part of the story?
1: Did you have a favorite? Did part? you have a favorite part? Did you even enjoy the movie? Did you like it?
0: It was good. It
1: wasn't my favorite movie ever.
0: Okay. that's fair. What did you like about it? I like
1: their bond as a father and a
0: daughter. That was was really well done, I think, in the story. It was interesting because you see, like, just everyday strife and conflict, but also the underlying love that they had for each other. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was towards the end when she turns to him and says, what if I don't go? And you could see in his eyes that it's what he would have wanted, but he knew in his heart of hearts, like you said, that it wasn't what she wanted. If she was going to stay, it would have been for the wrong reasons. And she may not have regretted it in that moment, but she eventually would have regretted it. And and nobody wants to be the reason for that. Regret.
1: Yeah, she would have been staying for other people more than, Not she would than have been for staying, herself. More than staying for herself.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And
1: and thats like another thing that I thought was was nice about uh, his performance or his character was that you could see he—it's you could see it's killing him. Sure. Sure. That you know this is this is going away and and he and uh, something happens in the in the film where it's it's sort of like he's got this. This new chance at the, at, the, uh, at the life that he wished he could have had, I guess, with his, his wife. But now through his daughter, not in a creepy way, but uh, just in, in, in the fact that their their love of music was was creating something great. Greater than he had ever experienced before. Clearly his daughter was torn and it was nice in a movie where they didn't try and crank up the drama... Where they end up like screaming at each other, like "You gotta let me go!" Right. Ah! You're the strong. None yeah. of that. I there, hate you. you. Yeah, there, you, you <laughs> never got that drama. You got the impression that he loved her. He, he just loved her more than anything. And even though it it really wrecked him, to have hurt to hurt, hurt him. his heart. Yes, hurt his heart. He even said it himself. He said, "She's she's the she's the adult in this relationship now." She's she's grown up. She's outgrown me. And, yeah. uh,
0: that was bittersweet. Though, was that that was Collette. sweet, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Leslie, Did you have a favorite part in this movie, No. No? So Did you what? enjoy
1: it at all? Um, you no. rolled around on the carpet a lot. I don't think you paid much attention.
0: Yeah. Classic <laughs> Olive. Classic Olive. <laughs> I feel like this is with the New well, you know what? It's funny that you mentioned that because I think as I was watching it, this is kind of a slice of life movie. I actually wanted to do Tokyo Story with you guys as a slice of life because I saw it in film school and it is one of my favorite movies. I haven't seen it very much since film school in college, but the fact that it stayed, it has stayed with me 30 plus years is a testament to what great storytelling that movie is all about i highly recommend it if you have hbo max check it out it's an amazing film i will definitely check it out within the next couple of weeks it's definitely on my list of to watch but um getting back to this story it's 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 funny that you mentioned that olive about ladybird because we had seen it and i was very ambivalent about it and again i don't dislike ladybird i think the thing that propels that movie to the top are the stellar performances by the actors. This, the, the, I found the script kind of weak. That's just me. But yeah. I feel like what really put that film over into a better number rating for me, at least, was the performances by the actors. And in this movie, you kind of have both. I mean, it's still not the greatest script ever written, but there's definitely more here.
1: There's a more cohesive storyline going through it and there are similarities in the fact that, you know, the daughter wants to go away to school. Right. And the the parent isn't hundred percent on board with it. Whereas in Ladybird, the mother was pretty dead set against it. She she for whatever she seemed to be actively sabotaging sabotaging and competing for this not to happen. Whereas in this the uh Frank was definitely accepting of the fact that, yeah, this is going to happen. And right. I got to make it happen to the point where he, he gives up his business, gives up on his, his I guess, his, his second chance at, a, at yes. a dream.
0: Yeah. So this, I yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's funny because as we were watching it, I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? This, to me, is a better slice of life movie. And it didn't have any sensational dialogue or... Over the top instances of of storytelling.
1: I wouldn't wouldn't really say it's a better slice of life movie. I just think it's a more entertaining slice of life movie. The problem I had. You don't think.
0: You don't think. You don't think that. Okay.
1: The problem I let, let me let me finish. The problem I had with Lady Bird was that it was a very true slice of life movie and the fact that life isn't like i i think i said in the review life isn't full of witty banter and great punchlines and stuff like that it's basically just a series of random events that happen one after the other and lady bird pretty much conveyed that the only through line was i want to go to away to school
0: i i hate sacramento
1: I'm i, I hate it. sacramento i want to go away to school but outside of that all the other little stories that were happening in it they could have jettisoned some or added totally different ones it really wouldn't have changed anything whereas in this there was like an actual i guess more blatant attempt at a cohesive story like there wasn't anything going on in this movie that i felt Yeah, they could have just gotten rid of that whole part i mean each each character played a part they they helped dig through the layers of these characters they helped expose the layers of these characters they did it in a way that propelled the story forward whereas in Lady ladybird it was more like okay this happened okay yeah moving on this happened okay moving on and that was it okay
0: i still feel like as far as slice of life i think this was I think this was done a little bit better. I mean, that's again, that's just you know, my opinion. It's like not... I said,
1: it was. I feel it was more entertaining.
0: It was more entertaining. But
1: if you're going for accurate, then I think Lady Bird is a more accurate slice, slice of, of life. life.
0: Sure, sure. Life is messy, and it's
1: whatever. What life is with. messy. It's very rarely coherent. Sure. Uh, sure. Things don't generally have to propel the other things. There's no, there's no plot. Right. It's just this is this is what happens and deal with it. Right.
0: Well, I think it. And I think the other thing here was that it was just it was very charming. I think this movie. It was yeah, very very charming. Like right even right. the the secondary players. Like you have a marquee actress like Blythe Danner, who's been who's had a long film trajectory. She plays Nick Offer, or Frank's mom, who has a little bit of a a sticky finger issue going on with her. You
1: know what? If there was one thing that could have been jettisoned that wouldn't have affected the story, it would
0: have been been that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: She really. I mean, it
0: didn't really add or take away from the story. (laughs) Yeah. But it was nice that she also kind of. I liked the scene where her and Sam are talking and she's talking about how she met her husband, who was Sam's grandfather, and how that too, she would go to the clubs to sing. So yeah. here you got a, a kind of like a tapestry of the Fisher family and how music has been a huge, I guess, component of their lives. It was a big deal to the mother, who probably passed that on to her son, who hooks up with a woman Danielle who is also passionate about music. They said that they were in a band together. They obviously instilled that into their daughter who also liked music a lot as a child and grew up to continue that love of music. She would have her weekly jam, or I guess it was weekly jam sessions with the father. How
1: was
0: it daily? What? It was daily. I don't think it was daily.
1: No, I think it was more weekly.
0: Yeah, I think it was more weekly. Yeah, I don't think they. That, I don't think that's sustainable daily.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> that yeah. would have been. Manning. I mean,
0: unless it's like teeth brushing, deodorant wearing. I mean, certain things you can do on a daily basis, eating, but not, not jam session. What else? Well, you bring. You brought up an interesting point, like the storyline with Blythe
1: Zaner could have been. Yeah, I, I I feel like that could have been jettisoned, uh, or you know what it, it it served a minor purpose in what you just said, mm-hmm. uh, that it showed a history of the family and how music, how music, how music was like that deeply entrenched in their family. Uh, mm-hmm. But
0: what about uh, Ted Danson's character?
1: Ted Danson's character just to me it just helped you learn a little bit more about. Uh, Frank's personality and, and whatnot.
0: What about Leslie, the Tony Fletch character?
1: Leslie, to me, sort of, I guess, she was, she was, I guess, a chance for Frank to move on without his daughter. Right. And I think the reason why that kind of went a little sour there for a bit was because his daughter's like this isn't going to happen we're not going to make a record deal we're not going to go on tour i'm going in a week to UCLA and and that's it and that that's sort of like sent him off to the point where he remembered oh i saw her and she was she was seeing that other or she was with going into some restaurant with with that other guy
0: i think she was going into the bar with Ryan
1: i don't know i don't remember where they were going but uh, that also pushed him a little bit into a darker place, and like I said, to me, she she was a a possible way for him to move on in his own way without his daughter.
0: Right. Yeah. I think I agree. I think uh, his wife died in what year? Two thousand six.
1: I forgot what it said, I, on, the little, what it said um, on the
0: little placard, but I guess. Long enough that it's maybe time for him to move on. I mean, obviously, there's no statute of limitation on grief and mourning, but
1: I I think I think think think, it was more than ten years. Yeah, uh, I think with
0: his daughter leaving, I think it was fair that if he wanted to pursue a relationship to have companionship, he was well within his right to, I guess, go in that direction. Uh, What did you think of the Tony Collette character?
1: I mean, I thought she did a good job. She always does a good job. She's uh, great. I,
0: She's always fun to watch.
1: I, 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 I sensed that you were getting a little upset with her. But <laughs> I, 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 I honestly didn't see a reason why.
0: You know what? I just couldn't understand. Were, were Was she interested in him? Was she not interested in him? Like, I, I, it just wasn't... I don't know. It just wasn't clear yeah, I don't I was like what like what is her intention here?
1: In the beginning the way it, <clears throat> the way it seemed to me was she was more interested in him than he was in her. But then they went out and clearly there was there was a Something spark there. there was a spark there, but there was no commitment there or anything. Sure. So to say Like, oh, she's leading him on or or anything like that is very premature.
0: I didn't say she's leading him on.
1: Either way, uh, to me, it just seemed like they were going out and seeing if there was anything there. Mm -hmm. There was no commitment to anything there. It was just, that's just how it was. And then during the date, that other guy shows up and says hi and that sort of like puts a damper on things
0: right the mood definitely changed the mood after definitely that.
1: changed and then she he sees her walk into a restaurant with with uh, I think it was the with bar. the guy bar. Or, or the bar i don't know where they bar, just bar restaurant whatever they didn't show the, they didn't show the front of the place they just showed a door opening and the two of them going in i thought
0: i saw the bar sign and yeah and, i think he was going for his afternoon drink and then he noticed that well, she was going re- in there well regardless the of
1: where they were going there was no commitment there or anything like that and to get upset with her about that or or anything that was
0: i wasn't upset with her i just i was not clear about i don't understand what's happening now because it seemed like in the beginning she was very into him she seemed very into him they go out they go out to hang out, which then it seems like it turns into a date. She kisses him. He doesn't yeah. kiss her. She apologizes. He's like, it's fine. He obviously is on board with being kissed by her. So they are now both giving off, I guess, the signals that it's this is okay to green light. They're at the bar. They're continuing their date. Mm-hmm. And then Ryan comes and pretty much changes that whole dynamic. Mm -hmm. which was very weird to watch and then i just i it just it it was i don't know i like you can't really tell right i mean i don't know what the writer's intention was there if there was an intention maybe it was just platonic there's that scene where he gets himself drunk and he comes to her door at apparently an ungodly hour and wakes her up yeah and is Trying to get not the nicest not the nicest, not being a gentleman. Demanding
1: clarification on their relationship, which
0: which is very high school behavior. Yeah. But but
1: at that point, that was also the point where he had to blow out with his daughter. Right. So he realizes that his base he realizes basically his dream is Mm -hmm. it's it's over. Mm -hmm. Uh a lot of basically a lot of bad stuff pushing him into a darker place. And then on top of that at the after all that after embarrassing himself like that, he's got to embarrass himself again to ask her for, for money. For bail money. Yeah. yeah. For, for the mother. For the mother. So, he's not really in the best spot at that point in the film. Sure. And she clearly does have affection for him because she could have basically just been like, "You know what? Go to hell."
0: True. True. Yeah. True.
1: And she was his and you know what? I think that also bothered him a lot. When she introduces him to Ryan as a friend. She says, Oh, he's a friend. And then she says, Oh, he's my tenant. And he has to say, Yeah, she's my landlady. Yeah. Which is just weird.
0: Weird. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that kind of threw a big monkey wrench in what seemed to be a nice date. date. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that slammed the brakes on that pretty hard. What else you got?
0: <laughs> I also, I guess, since this is the last Friday of June, which is Yay! technically Pride Month, uh, I picked this movie because there's also a relationship between the Sam character and the, what was the girlfriend's name?
1: Rose.
0: Rose character. What did you think about
1: that? I thought that was fine. I mean I don't see how this would be really be considered pride movie or whatever because it was I think it was really it were, such were, a I think because they're lesbian? Yes, obviously, because they're lesbians, but but still there it was such a minor aspect of the story sure it but had, it's it it nice had really, that it didn't really have much of a bearing on, on the the, re- whole, the relationship the entire, with the father or the entire story like when itself. you when you initially described this film to me i thought that was going to be More either a, either a source of conflict or something but no he had zero problems with it he knew about his daughter's orientation the entire time yeah. he had no issues with it whatsoever and he was super happy that she found somebody that cared for her. Right. And uh it wasn't really I, I mean know. it's
0: not like about
1: being it's, it's not like overcoming adversity. prejudice yeah. or adversity or anything yeah, no, like no, no, that no. Was,
0: But it's nice that there's kind of a nod there because representation matters and having right. stories yes. told from that vantage point is important, I think. When people see that, they feel validated. And I think that's important, especially in this day and age. And not only is it, you know, she's in a same-sex relationship with someone, she's also a person of color. True. So I think that added another... Because her mom was also a
1: person
0: of color. Right. Her mother was a woman of color. So I think that also... I was interested in that side of the story. It was interesting to see how she viewed the world how she kind of fit into it how all of that plus i guess her personal history kind of molds and shapes her to who she is i think it's got to be interesting to grow up as a mixed race kid i guess because
1: well, I mean, the stigma of that is has died. Has died, immensely. sure. Immensely. I no, mean, no, no, it's no. not like when my our our parents were around and right, and that. which which was they'd, a huge they'd, deal. But... They'd say some. They'd say terrible things like, "Oh, never, never get involved with somebody of another race because you know, oh, you're you're dooming your child to be hated by both or some right, terrible right. nonsense like that." Yeah, it's not like that anymore.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> both the kids have gone Both now.
1: kids have, a, have jettisoned.
0: Um, but I, I think it's still... it's Another movie that I'd like us to review is uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Because that's from the 60s and that's also that relationship between a black man and a white woman. And back then, it was a huge deal. So yeah. it was... I think the other nice component about this story was that... It had diversity in it. It had inclusion. Um, all the characters were given love freely. There wasn't... Right. There wasn't any conflict there. I think Nick Offerman's character, Frank, does a great job of just being a good, decent man and an, a good, decent father. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, it's hard. It's hard to raise girls. I mean, not, and I'm not saying that it's not hard to raise boys, but I think it's hard to raise girls, especially when you're a widow, especially when you may have issues of race and sexual orientation to have to grapple with as well. Yeah, so,
1: I mean, there's a, there's a lot of, I mean, it's it's, it's scary enough raising a child right and but then when you have a father, all these other things you know, going on when you think about raising a daughter you're 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 automatically thinking of the world's full of nasty people and then on top of that now you you're adding race into it there's a that adds nasty even a another a, group of nasty people right and then you add uh, the, the sexual orientation into it and that adds another group of nasty people hmm
0: who feel the need to say something who or judge or, to say
1: something or judge or, or, or just do something horrible. Right. So, uh,
0: luckily yeah. that wasn't the case here. Yeah, this I wasn't mean, this, that kind yeah, of movie, this yet. wasn't that kind of movie, but still it was,
1: this is more of just a, a father daughter relationship. relationship. Right.
0: And it was, it was sweet. It was sweet. Yes. So I see that your daughters have completely lost focus here. So we should probably wrap
1: this up. Yeah. Try to find yeah. my
0: clothes on okay. G one to ten. What would
1: you give this movie? Um. You could be honest. Don't don't feel you gotta pump. Yeah, it you up don't
0: have like... to like it. Or yeah. I'd
1: give it a seven.
0: Seven. All
1: right.
0: Interesting. My number two is a seven. I think it it wasn't the greatest thing ever it's not the raid but it's not uh, it wasn't bad i think the performances were very 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 well done all the characters were super likable these are all people that i would enjoy being friends with
1: um yeah nobody was irritating no uh, no er- one. everybody seemed they were a good character you you grew to care about the characters I mean they didn't really like like it wasn't like oh my god wow this is the best ever but it was it was a sweet it was a sweet story and it's always nice seeing a story about a, a father who cares about his kids a lot of times films are not really that great when it comes to the father or, or the parent in, in general it's always you know Ugh. Why are you trying to control me? Yes, You ruined yes. my life. Remember you? <laughs> yes,
0: yeah, yes, you know, yes, 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 yes. You made you. me wear
1: those pants to school. And, and, <laughs> and now I'm deeply traumatized. Yes.
0: And I feel like you as a father of daughters, right? So, yeah. you know, you always want to have that relationship. And I've, I've told the kids before that I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. So I strive very, very hard to try not to make the same mistakes. I mean, obviously mistakes will be made. But.
1: Yeah. So I, I would also give it a seven.
0: Olive G, one to ten. What do you give this movie? Um.
1: <laughs> you can be honest. You don't. can be
0: honest. I'm trying to think.
1: Was it, if, if five was a film that you didn't care about at all, was it above five or five. below five?
0: Ah, uh, five.
1: It was a five. You just it was didn't a five. care all either right. way. Okay, there you go five and three seconds
0: (laughs) hearts beat loud uh it's It's on hulu it's on hulu it's currently streaming on hulu i didn't check out the parents guide but usually uh, hilarious (laughs) which is (laughs) usually hilarious i should have checked it out but i'm assuming this is pg-13 there wasn't it was was pg-13
1: there was some smooching going on there was
0: some smooching between the two girl characters uh there's no profanity as far as i remember
1: uh, they might have dropped an S bomb. Uh,
0: Maybe, yes, I think it? you're right. I think there might have been one or two very first few. words. Very few,
1: yeah, they didn't meet the quota.
0: Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, I they're mean,
1: pushed it into R territory. I guess
0: you could watch it with your 12 year old and up. Yeah. And Jeff Tweedy makes a quick appearance, which I was very happy to see. Okay. And he was the guy that came into the record store that was like, I couldn't stay, but I really like the name of that band.
1: Yeah. <sighs>
0: What is going on with
1: you? Your 12-year-old, if
0: they're gay or lesbian. (laughs) Or if they're not. Or if they're not. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Or bisexual. Or straight. All right. All right. I'm glad that you are being inclusive, Olive, (laughs) in
1: your... I'm You're
0: tired and so hot. All right, well, you, you know, know what? what? It's, it's time, time to get, time to get ready for bed. It's time to brush your teeth bed. and
1: go to bed, and that means it's time for us to say goodnight.
0: Goodnight. Goodnight. Night.